This is Bigger Pockets Daily, your daily dose of real estate information and education. I'm your host, Tyler, and the article I'm about to share is one of more than 10,000 blog articles available on biggerpockets.com. But you can't read the blog when you're working out or driving to look at a property. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app landlord. That's rent.app landlord. Rent growth is negative for the first time in three years. Is your cash flow in jeopardy? By Dave Meyer. The record-breaking rent growth of the last several years is showing signs of fading. Earlier this month, Redfin reported that rent growth slid 0.6% on a year-over-year basis for the first time since the pandemic. This is, of course, a modest decline in rents. (laughs) But it begs the question, will there be a bigger correction or even a crash in rents? Or is it possible that rent growth will pick up in the coming years? All right, let's dig in. 
When we talk about rent growth in the U.S., the normal situation is for rent growth to be around or slightly higher than the pace of inflation. During the 2010s, most markets had an average annual rent growth of 3 to 5%. But during the pandemic, as we all know, this changed, and rent growth peaked at around 17.5% on a national basis, with some individual markets seeing annual rent growth top 30%. Huh. The explosive rent growth of 2021-2022 was fueled primarily by low supply, dramatic shifts in migration patterns, strong demographic trends, and household formation, along with economy-wide inflation. But as the economic outlook remains confusing and cloudy, rent trends have started to shift. The 0.6% decline in asking rents in May is obviously a very small decline and is just one data source, keep that in mind. But it's the trend that investors should care about, which is very telling. The Wall Street Journal recently compiled the year-over-year change in asking rents from six sources, and although the exact numbers do vary, the trends are consistent. And it's important to note that the data referenced is for asking rent, which tracks what property managers publicly list units for. It doesn't really reflect the final price leases are actually signed for, nor does it reflect lease renewal prices. That said, there is recent data for lease renewals suggesting that rent increases are slowing in that sector as well. And according to RealPage, the average lease renewal in May 2023 was 6.5% higher than the year prior. This is still extremely high by historical standards, but has come down from an average of 11% renewal increase the year prior. Why is rent growth falling? Let's take a look at that. So first, supply is growing. The last several years have been a multifamily construction boom, as we all know, and a lot of new inventory is still hitting the market. And additionally, more and more single-family homeowners are choosing to rent out their homes rather than sell, which further adds to rental supply. When supply increases, tenants have more options, and property managers must compete on price. This can push down rents. And secondly, rents are easing because of the general economic climate. Americans and economists are generally bracing for an upcoming recession, while inflation continues to erode spending power, both of which change spending patterns. People are less likely to move from a new household or spring after a more expensive home during these uncertain times. And lastly, it's natural that at some point, rent growth will return to somewhere near the historical average. As the reversion to the average happens, a period of negative growth to correct for recent booms is going to be pretty typical here. Of course, the trends that we talked about are on a national basis, and there are pretty significant regional differences in rent trends. So if you've been following prices in the housing market over the last year, you'll likely notice a familiar trend. The markets that boomed the most during the pandemic in the West and the South are seeing the biggest corrections. Meanwhile, the Midwest has been very consistent for almost a year. The Northeast has come down from pandemic highs, but is still expecting higher-than-normal rent appreciation. Okay, what does all this mean, dude? So, <laughs> for investors, this shift in market conditions is really important for several reasons. First one, it's important to note that for investors with existing properties, none of this data suggests that current rents will fall. And remember, the data we're looking at is for new leases, which tend to be more volatile than existing leases. Personally, I think asking rents will come down a bit, more, before they bottom out, 
but I do expect current rents to stay fairly similar. Rent for existing tenants tends to be very sticky even during economic downturns. Second, if you're looking to make a new investment, I really wouldn't count on any rent growth through 2024. This is at least what I'm doing. I think what you know we've had what is known as a pull forward over the past few years, meaning rents normally grow 3 to 5% per year. And we had a few years of double-digit rent growth, so essentially pulling several years of future growth into 2021 and 2022. So in other words, yeah, there could be a rent hangover, to say the least. So, but is there a chance that, you know, rent will rebound before 2025? Well, yeah, a pretty decent chance, actually. But there's just so much uncertainty right now to make any meaningful predictions. Given the uncertainty, I think underwriting for no rent growth for the next two years is a way to hedge risk at the moment. If a deal pencils out with no rent growth for the next two years, please grab it. This way, if I'm wrong and rent does grow, it's just a bonus for you on top of an already good deal. In recent years, I know some investors have been buying properties that just don't or barely cash flow because they're counting on rent growth to help them reach a solid cash-on-cash return over time. Yeah, that's still possible. I just think it's a risky proposition right now. And I wouldn't do that personally either. If you're investing for cash flow, buy deals that cash flow today. Don't count on something changing in the future. Oh, I hope you found this article helpful. If you're looking for more content like this, visit biggerpockets.com today to set up a free account. I'll talk to you tomorrow.